Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Guys, we are back in the building, rocking and rolling, episode 166. And we're going to get into this conversation today that I thought might help somebody out when it comes to coping and dealing with loss. So I've come to learn and realize that some people have had so many back-to-back losses in their lives, and it doesn't necessarily have to be death of a loved one, but we have so many back-to-back losses in our lives that it becomes overwhelming. And so when we go to seek help, whether that's therapy, counseling, whatever it is, or maybe just to do the work ourselves, it's like, where do I start? And so I thought this would be helpful to have the conversation that the place to start is not necessarily where we are now. So if you will allow your mind to to perhaps picture this, that even though let's say if you just lost someone last year, but maybe your first real loss that you experienced was 10 years ago, but maybe life 10 years ago didn't present the opportunity for you to mourn that loss. For you to grieve that death. And so life is just going on. Ten years later, lost someone at year five, lost someone year three. And so we have this compilation of losses and then we feel like we want to get help. But we never got help from the beginning. So to start right now where we currently are could really be difficult, could be challenging. Because when you think about examining where you are when it comes to losses and grieving, You have to examine the relationships and the attachments that we had in those relationships. It's very important for us to understand that. And so if we didn't deal with that, then we can't really see 100% what this current loss and the feelings and the ruminating and the experience that we're having, what that really means, because there's a lot more to it. So if we can put a pin in, which sounds bizarre because it's like, okay, no, this person died right now. This is why I'm devastated. This is why I'm so sad. I'm hurt. I'm broken right now. But those other losses are still there. And so we can't, I don't know if I'll say can't. I think what can't is not in a man's dictionary or a woman, if you will, that's from Love and Basketball. But anyway, I don't know if we can really dig and do the work starting here and going backwards. So sometimes I think we, we have to go backward to come forward. So it's like, all right, this is your current pain. Let's kind of put a pin in it here. And then let's go back and examine and reflect and really look at what those other losses were. And that's something that I think could be really beneficial because otherwise it could become very overwhelming. I was speaking with someone and someone that I was was talking to quite a bit last year had two, two sibling losses and they were kind of right at that time together, not too far apart. And if I had this knowledge at that time, I would have given the advice to perhaps deal with them separately. That's also kind of what I'm trying to say is so it's like, let's look at each loss separately, because I think that they're all unique. And what they did to you is going to be different or what it took from you, let's say that. Because I, I do think after every loss, there's some sort of change 
to an extent in someone, but they're not the same. And so because of that, and the reason why I believe this is because each relationship that we have with someone in our lives is different. So as unique as the relationship is, so is the loss. The losses will need, I think, the same attention or some extent that the relationship had. There could be someone, and this is not based on title. I'm big on that part. So just because someone lost their mom or their dad and then they lost a friend doesn't mean that the pain from their mom and dad is more than their friend because it just, again, everything is relationships and certain attachments and and what that person served. This is a, a deeper part of it is what role did that person serve in your life? Prior to the death. So not just like, okay, this was my spouse. This was my child. But was that your confidant? Was that your safe haven? Was that your joy? So what were these relationships? That's really the part of it. So it's not so much that we're grieving a death. Because death is the act. That's what happened. That was the finality. But it's the loss of the relationship. A loss of the attachment. And that is where it gets really devastating. I remember working through that with my grief therapist in terms of my grandma and really being able to see that prior to the death, actually from when I was a kid, we went to that part of it. Like, like what role does she serve in my life? And that was a safe haven. That was a very safe person for me. That was a very constant person for me, very consistent person for me. And so when I lost her, when she died, I also lost a certain sense of security in this world. You're no different. Each loss, and this is the even crazier part to this, is that in some regard, depending on, again, the relationship, perhaps the person that you lost was an abuser, was someone that was not good. Then I guess, I guess we can look at it and say, what did you gain? What is it that you gained from this person's passing? Because again, the death is the action that actually happened. This is whatever it is. But what did we lose and what did we gain? But I don't know that we can know that until we evaluate the relationship and what that really was. But I also don't think we can do that for multiple people at the same time. So when you're feeling like you want to feel better, and you want to grow on this grief journey, you want to evolve in your healing, then you have to ask yourself, am I willing and ready to look backward? Am I really ready to peel that onion back and really see what there is here that has to be explored in order for me to go forward on my journey? And my friends, I will tell you, that can be scary and it can be very uncomfortable and especially, like I said, if the relationship wasn't positive. And this is the thing. We can't always talk from a standpoint that things were always great. Because even when you're evaluating those relationships, we cannot always look at it and say, hey, I'm so devastated because I love this person so much. They meant so much to me. And then we only see the good in the person. It's like we see the good and we see the death. And sometimes we negate the bad or the not so good times. Because the reality is I've had bad moments with everyone in my life and they've had not so good moments with me either and that's just kind of how it is of sure certainly for the most part in my life anyway I can speak all of these people's good outweigh their bad 
But at the same time, we got to really look across the board and see what it is. What were those relationships? What were those attachments? What did we lose? What did we gain? What are we willing to explore in order for us to heal and feel better? It's not always going to be so cut and dry, so crystal clear. And the other thing I want to say, too, is that when we start on this exploration journey, it is totally possible and acceptable, in my opinion, to pause. Because it could say, well, I do want to look at these things. I want to feel better, Jay Nicole, but I'm, I'm actually a little bit scared. I don't know what it's going to open up. It could become too much. It could become suffocating for you. And if that happens, it's okay to put a pause. But I'd much rather you try and then realize that right now you can't handle it all. Maybe you have too much going on in your life on top of this. But to never explore and to stay potentially stuck in a situation out of fear, I wouldn't want you to do that. I want myself to do that. I don't want anybody that I have conversations with pertaining to this subject to do that. There's so like. It's easy to say grief. It's easy to say the word grief. Grief is such a short word. But what that actually means, the magnitude of it in our lives, in our heart, in the places that mean the most to us, it's hard. I think it's been the single single handedly the hardest life experience I've ever had to deal with. And the crazy thing is, it is a life experience that will last for the longevity of your life. It will change shapes and it will change forms and it can get better and it can this pain and a crisis part of it could subside for sure. But to ever actually be erased in its finality is not possible. So it's like doing a lifelong exercise, if that makes sense. So it's like no rush. Is what I'm trying to say. Like if you go and you start digging and you're like, uh, uh, piecemeal, just take it a little bit at a time, take it a little bit at a time. But I would want you to not be stuck in a space based on fear. And also educate yourself and really try to be curious. I think curiosity is something that gets overlooked in our healing journey. But if we're like, OK, when this person died, I felt this way. When this person died, I felt that way. That bothered me that didn't. Well, again, because everybody is unique. And, and also, the way in which people die play a major role, a major role in the ability to cope. Someone who died by suicide, someone who died by homicide, someone who was in a tragic car accident, just something unresolved as well. Like so many different things play major factors, children, because there's severing of relationships. So like if a child loses their parent, it's kind of like a, a contract was broken, like a parent is supposed to take care of a child. And so that relationship is severed. That could be a little bit more challenging and complicated than let's just say the I don't know how maybe a, a person losing their pet, perhaps, or something like that. So it's not to say that one thing is bigger or smaller because to everybody, something has a different weight and measurement. But I do think that they're all different. And so we have to have equal respect, of course. But realizing that certain magnitudes are going to be impacted based on how 
the death occurred. When? When in your life? So the there's so many outside factors that we cannot say that death is just created equal. But I do know that there's a lot of people right now that are walking around with wounds from a decade ago. From five, six, seven years ago. There are people who haven't uttered the name or spoke or looked at a picture or discussed at any length a person who has passed away in their life. And I just want better for you. I want you to feel encouraged and empowered to explore because, it, like I said, it is a lifelong experience. I feel like I get to a point where I'm feeling better. I feel like I have my feet under me again and then I lose someone. I do feel that I have gotten better with my ability to cope. My ability to compartmentalize. But the fact that I have done work in each of these areas for losses that I perceived in my life to have been complicated losses, that when I do lose someone, I have been able to move through it with it, give it the attention, dissect it a little bit better than I, I than I would have been able to do nine years ago when I lost my friend Moet to now in 2022 when I lost my friend Shanira. There has been significant work done and deliberate focus That it doesn't erase the pain. It doesn't change that. But it does help me with the process. It does help me be able to process, be able to cope. I learned to trust myself with my emotions and be aware. And that's what I want for you. I won't won't ever have an answer or a solution to totally eliminate and erase this awful experience from you but if I can lend a helping hand and words of encouragement to help you navigate it and move through it then that's what we're going to keep doing here the grief bully is because we're I did not want grief to beat us up anymore I didn't want my grief to beat me up I've literally felt like it was beating me up it was suffocating me it was stealing from me robbing from me and so I'm not trying to necessarily say that grief is this like really bad thing because it is a life experience that we I encourage us to move through and to get familiar with, but I did not want it to beat us up. So we're going to bully it back. We're going to push it, fight back, fight back. And together, we're going to gang up on it. And, and as the grief bully, I bring as many resources and content and experiences to it that we can move through it together. And listen, I'm a life learner, so I'm always going to be learning. And when I learned this, the importance of being able to move through one loss at a time, because I'm going to tell you this, As we wrap this up, grief will meet you where you are. That is factual. It's not going to ask you for permission and say, hey, is right now a good time for you to deal with this loss? Is right now a good time for for this person to die? It's not going to be like that. Not at all. So all those unresolved issues that you have in your life, whether that be through grief, loss or whatever else you have going on, I encourage you to prioritize your mental health and wellness. It's so important and crucial for you to do that. It's just like working out and not knowing where you're going to actually need to box. It's like practicing your jump shot and not knowing where you're going to need to check that ball up. Like, if you prepare, maybe, maybe it just softens the blow. Will not erase. Will not erase. I do not care. It's just like watching someone die. You know that they're going to die. You know that this cancer is killing them. But when that 
monitor stops. It does not change that pain. That's firsthand experience. I'm telling you right now, I knew that my dad was going to die. When he died, it did not change the suffering and the devastation and the pain. But because when my grandmother passed away three years prior, I sought out a grief therapist and I was able to start really working on that. It helped me be able to carry my grief a little bit better. That's all. I'm not I'm not even giving you information that's going to necessarily make big drastic changes or prevent some big thing. But I'm just here to give you that little bit of hope, that little bit of help, just that tiny, tiny speckle of light. That you could say, hey, if I'll take anything, I'll do anything to make this feel a little bit better. Then these are some of the things that you're going to have to apply and start doing and start considering when you think about your healing journey. I hope that this helps somebody out there. It definitely helped me. And you guys help me constantly when you're reaching out and giving these comments and experiences and where you are and sharing your story. And allow me to bear witness to bear witness to your story, because that's really what I am. I'm a companion of your grief. That is, that is the best way I can put it. I'm a companion of your grief. I'm here to stand with you as best as I can. I can't remove it. I don't have solutions. I can't fix it. But again, I can bear witness to it and I can try to hold space with you. Thank you for continuing to hold space with me and rocking out with me each and every week. I truly do appreciate that. If you listen to the audio, definitely leave me a message. I, I would love to hear from you, a comment. A review if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it's always appreciated. A comment on YouTube. And if you want to hit me up personally, feel free to do so. But you got to be following me over Instagram to make sure you can slide into my DM. So follow me there at I underscore AM underscore Jane Nicole. Guys, the next time you already know, love and light. Peace. <music>